Good morning. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy McMillan, and it is first Friday, so I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hey. Hi. And Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can access the show archives at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. Um, So just for housekeeping, um, you can find out more about me by visiting my website, which is goldenoversoul.com. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, Our language has been so, um, what is the word, careful for the past couple of years while we were on KPCA radio because because it was um, non-commercial radio, we couldn't say, go here, visit this, do this, you know, that kind of thing. It had to just be neutral, like find out more if you ever want to somehow thing. So, yeah, so we can say go to Alessandra's website, which is alessandraduke.com. Yeah. Go check it out. It's there, super awesome. There you go. Yeah. We can push it. We can push again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't been able to say, go check it out yeah. in a while. And you really weren't ever supposed to say it's super awesome either because that was, a, no. you weren't say it, but allowed to it's say biased. it. Quali- yeah, exactly. Qualifiers. Yeah. Benny knows this stuff better than I do. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm all here. <laughs> yeah, Benny's yep. good. Yeah. Didn't want to pull out the big cane on you. Like, yeah. get off the stage. <laughs> yeah. But well, now we can say things like, yeah. it's yes. awesome. We, I like it. We, check it out. <laughs> uh-huh go here it costs this much whatever yeah um yeah okay so good to see you and i say see you because i am in the studio you are on the big screen tv on zoom i did not get so distracted by it this first oh, look Friday at those guns do you see those guns yeah, right there for a minute it's even better on the screen i've been here. killing it at the gym y'all Ooh. Boom. look at those Oh, got, you! I got, yeah, I got my it's tickets everybody. to the gun show. Yeah, <laughs> all right, boom, boom, left and right. Yeah, Steve. I've been killing it, y'all. <laughs> so clearly, Alessandra is in her workout attire. She just came from working out, but we can see all of these things because she is on the big screen TV in the studio. So, um, okay, so like, let's check in with Benny because it's been a while. Since... Oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah, it's a new uh-huh. turn, new leaf, new day. Okay. We'll keep it to Whoa, Yeah, I like it'll be an off-air conversation. Off-air conversation. Okay. But bright eyes, new day. I'm smiling bigger. Oh, I can't wait. I know. Well, Benny, I got a download yesterday about something in your life that spirit told me. Ooh, and so tell. I'm going to have our, I'm going to have a side conversation though with you about it because I want to check it out. Do well, I feel me. like this is very unfair to people who are listening and we're having nah. all these secret conversations <laughs> that are going to happen. Like, <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to just, can I just say what I, what is, what came to me? Yeah. That's for Benny to say (laughs) permission. Yeah. Okay. You're my agent. You can speak for me. (laughs) And I, I can't, I can't see Benny's face. I could just see Sonny's. So I'm just like, I can't see his reaction. Hang on. I'm going to flip the camera around. I'll flip one on me. Bam. Oh, Oh, there you are. Hi, Benny. Okay. I just had, um, you can decide if you want to confirm or deny, mm-hmm. but spirit mentioned that maybe there was like an engagement. Nope. Holy oh, oh. but that's a good guess. <laughs> that would have been a big one. To Very drop good. Guess. On air. <laughs> no. Okay. Know. But is there something like some kind of greater level of commitment has oh, occurred? Totally. 
whether it's like, I couldn't tell if it was like, yeah, there's an engagement, there's a move-in, there's a something, something new has occurred. The move-in shall be within the new year. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. Nailed it. Yes. Okay. She's doing really good. Yeah. And I would Yeah, there's Yeah, go ahead, Sonny. Knowing like um um Vinny, I think I, I suspect I know what you were talking about earlier that just you said it's a bright eyes, new day, uh-huh. etc. That coincides I think with what Alessandra's saying. I'm so sorry folks that we're doing this on air like this is like And why are you not... so far away from the microphone? Oh sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. To... Sorry not. I know. Sorry, sorry not. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Alessandra, I just will just say this. I think yeah. that you were more yeah. accurate than you thought that this came yesterday because I think anyway, my hunch is that it may have something to do. Ooh. But anyway, <sighs> oh, Again. I like that. Whatever validate vague validation that was. Yes. And we're like, vague, yeah, what is this? It was like casting instead of vague booking. We're vague casting because yes. we're referencing things. Like we're that. not sharing with people, which I hate. So <laughs> yeah. maybe we need to like, uh, yeah, that portion. of. The well, I'll just say the thing that, you know, that when I feel like spirit is talking to me, I get just like different symbols. So, you know, like a, a like it'll be like a message what is it claire what's the knowing sunny there's like claire audience claire cognizance is the knowing yeah claire sentience is that clear feeling if it came to you more as like an emotional emotional feeling or if you had a body sensation that might yeah give you something yeah it's like i'm still getting my vocab down but it's like yeah there just was this clear knowing Mm -hmm. there was something an elevation for benny and it, in terms of relationship, and yeah, then your kids are on it. Kids are on it. Yeah, well done. And well done. yeah, and it was, and then it all see like little symbols, but I won't exactly know. Like, is it you know exactly yeah. what it is? I just know there's an elevation. That's so interesting. What uh, do you mind me asking? Uh, because I I find this interesting because I'm always curious how intuition comes through to people because I think for so long. I didn't understand that certain things that were coming through were actually my intuition because I only associated yeah. with, say, clairvoyance, which is what's in the Hollywood movies, you know, of people exactly. seeing visions and things, which yes. is very legitimate. But um, anywho, when you say symbols, what yeah. does that mean? Like a rose might mean love or... Yeah, it, it it's like, um, well, and I never, you know, it's interesting because even as a, as a clinician for so many years, it's like, um, I'll get like, It'll be kind of, it's almost like if you um, imagine a picture of a palm tree or something like that, you know, and you know, like that a palm tree image comes or something, you know, just to your mind. So it's like, it'll happen kind of like that, but it will just, you know, I'll be talking to somebody and I'll see something like um, a tree or open sky or, um, you know, and so some of the things I've, I've detected as like, you know, it might be, it might come to me as like a ring for Benny, because to me, and you know, for how I make sense of that, it's like, yeah. there's an escalation in terms of commitment. Yeah. Um, and not that everybody has to have a ring. That's just how it shows up for, right. to help me understand, right. or I'll see like a heart and I'll know it has something to do with relationship or love mm-hmm. and forever, you know, when it, as a clinician, you know, we're taught these like genograms where you do different different symbols for different family members. When you're talking to a new client, you can kind of build like a, like a kind of a tree, a family tree. Um, yes. Yes. So this would be like in our notes, but I never did it correctly. Cause I, (laughs) 
<laughs> I have like ADD and I'm like, oh my God, this is so boring to learn. But I essentially would create kind of my own symbols yeah. that make sense to me when I'm writing down and noticed, like you're saying, that over time it kind of worked intuitively also like I was getting these symbols yeah. from something else that could help me guide me you know yeah so that's so it's so funny you say that um not only because that um sounds a lot like um I'm thinking of like the most recent medium that I spoke with on the show Mark Anthony and I've heard this from numerous mediums but say they're doing you know um a reading and they will have certain symbols that mean certain things to them so when they mm -hmm. see for example I go back to when they see a rose that means mm -hmm. romance or when they see um, yeah. um, uh, uh, a Lincoln like on a coin, it means a car <laughs> yeah. or something like anyway. Yeah. 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 So that and then also I am reading just as a little sidebar. If anybody is interested in um, uh, some, I think, good holiday, you know, like reading as a treat. Um, did mm -hmm. you ever read The Golden Compass, Philip Pullman? No, I feel like you must have told me about it, though, because yeah. it sounds familiar. Well, so uh -huh. there are a bunch of books all around The Golden Compass, but there was a new trilogy mm -hmm. that um, involves um, the same characters, kind of prequels and sequels, and it kind of jumps around mm -hmm. chronologically, but it's called The Book of Dust. And mm. I'd forgotten about the alethiometer, which is this tool that they use to... Um, it's basically it, the way that I interpret it. I'm sure there are folks out there who more, know more about Pullman's work or these books and, and would mm -hmm. uh, maybe have heard him talk about these things. But my perception when I am hearing these books, which are so entertaining, and there's a new one about to be released, I think, any day now if it hasn't already been released, 1st of December. Um, mm -hmm. But the alethiometer is this tool where you can read, basically, you can find out intuitive information and it has these symbols, like 36 mm -hmm. symbols around the face and these dials mm -hmm. that turn and land on symbols. And the way that they read the alethiometer in most cases is they have like these volumes of books and each symbol, say one is like a wall, that would have an initial meaning and then a second layer and a third layer and a fourth layer. And out of all the 36 symbols, like each one has like 10 layers. So you have to know what each of them means. So I'm thinking like, I just was envisioning you kind of starting yeah. to compile your, compile your own volume of yeah. what your symbols mean so that you can consult your little It's list such a book. good idea. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that because I'm also just like finally learning to trust myself and take myself seriously. Yeah. and just check things out with people like, oh, I got this symbol. What does this mean anything for yes. you? Um, because it's turning out that it's a lot more than me just talking to myself and making it up. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> it's already been a month and she forgot how to speak. That's Benny, fine. I got it. Benny was on it. Benny dumped it. Sorry, Benny. <laughs> She's so bad. So yeah. I've been making stuff not up. Making this That's stuff why I don't up. leave my post. Yeah, well, not with certain people. <laughs> True. <laughs> Not with certain people on the air. Uh, yeah. I know it's yeah, but yeah, just trusting yourself, you know. Yeah. And I think too, like I like with the symbols, and also um, when I would talk to clients, I would notice that certain parts of my head would light up depending on what side of the family they were about to talk about because I'm so trained in family background and yeah. dynamics and things, yeah. and so I get like kind of a, if the issue is more around the father, it goes more to my left side here above my eyebrow. If it's more towards the mother, it goes on the right. If it's distant family, I feel lighting up back here 
in the top of my head in the back, wow. right? Or sibling. So I just started to notice that like things would light up and then it'd be like, oh, I, you know, I would kind of know, oh, this is the, the father's side of things, you know, wow. um, and to go down that path. And I had never taken that seriously ever, but I started to notice some consistencies. And I think the more people that I'm talking to who have these like little symbol experiences and things, you know, I'm like, oh, I didn't recognize that that was real. So starting to really pay attention, you know, um, to myself in that way has been kind of fascinating. It's just, I'm learning. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad this is where the conversation went. Um, and I think validating those things is so important, uh, to build your confidence. So yeah, I, I know. I didn't even expect the conversation to go here. This wasn't even our topic. No, I'm just well, it is now. talking about the things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good to know. Um, I bet that is, I wonder how many psychologists are actually in tune with those kind of things. I bet there's a lot more crossover these days who are um, drawing on, consciously drawing on intuition or at least um, mm-hmm. acknowledging it when it arises yeah. in sessions. I think it's so important and so useful. And I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, we're kind of trained to ignore anything that we're not reading or, you know, being taught uh, by somebody else. But I think like these are really valuable, really valuable tools to bring with client work, which is amazing. So anyway, Sunny, I want to hear about you and your updates and... (laughs) What is happening? Well, I, I actually did um, a, um, let's see, where were we? The last first Friday, I think we were in Petaluma. Um, and then, of course, I did a lessons from the road here a couple weeks ago. And so I think mm. um, I probably, if anybody was listening to that show, they probably know more than you do at this point about what's going yes. on. But basically, yes. like, we're back yes. in Seattle. Um, we are in a little Airbnb as we figure out um, a more a long-term situation. Um, and it just, it feels really good to be back in our old neighborhood. Mm. Although Chase, of course, is driving, um, almost an hour each way to get South, but he loves Seattle so much. Like he came here when he turned 18 and was, you know, able to Mm. get out on his own. The first place he came because he lived in a suburb of Seattle growing up, he got up to Seattle right into the heart of everything. And he just said, it makes his heart sad not to think of pulling into a driveway, uh, it, that's that's not in Seattle. It makes him sad to think of pulling into a driveway that is not in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and he said, I honestly mm-hmm. didn't care if I was in the car three hours. I've got podcasts and books to listen to. Like, I just want to be in Seattle. So I thought, okay, okay, I guess this is where we're going with it. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I still, I have to say, I as much as I'm excited to be back in our neighborhood, and it feels so good to get back into all the little, you know, PCC, my favorite co-op, all the things. Mm-hmm. You know, my life is so. It's so simple the pcc makes my week nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. i love that but um yeah i still have a little bit of hesitancy about being like smack dab in the city having already been stuck in seattle traffic several times you know having mm-hmm. to take home your appointments this and that so anyway um we're still working out long-term housing and then i am in i am smack dab in the middle of applications for divinity school and I had, I can't remember if I'd said this or not to either you or in the last show, but I had this vision that as hard as I worked on my application last year, I could just make some small tweaks to it and resubmit it and submit basically the writing sample, the statement, all those things to other schools. And it is not working like that. Every school wants something just a tad bit different than the others. And this is going to be a process. 
so I'm hunkering down and just going to focus on that. Um, I'm keeping, you know, I had a pretty light schedule when we were on the road. I plan to continue doing that and will just be working on my applications until basically uh, January 7th through 15th when they all come due. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm panicky about that, but I have a lot of work to do between now and then. And I am yeah. a procrastinator that I once was. Like I, I just can't. I can't, I I turn to mush at like eight p.m. I am not a night owl that can stay up all night and work mm-hmm. on things anymore. Or I, I guess I could if I needed to. I choose not to. I don't enjoy it. I don't do my best work. So that's going to be my December. You're looking at it. This is about as exciting as things get for me. Although I have been reading. We don't have to talk about it now. I, I just definitely want to mention it. Um, because I'm having such a good experience with this little book um, that was a very unexpected and pleasant surprise that I think may be helpful to some folks out there because it has been incredibly helpful to me. So I'll tease that up. Um, but that's about all like the life updates I have at the moment. So yes. I'm turn it on you because I like you were in <laughs> Mexico the last time we first Friday'd or you were about to leave for that and Yes. Okay, so before we go on to me, though, I do want to acknowledge, like, just because you've moved back to a place that you once lived doesn't mean that there's not major adjustment that happens, right? And a little bit of, like, that, it's just, like, whoa, you kind of took your life as, like, this giant major snow globe, shook it up for the last however many months. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, yes, you're landing back somewhere that's familiar to you, but you're, you know, you are a different person than when you left, like, you know, so much more, right. And you've just got this new set of eyes and there is all of the things that we would have to adjust to just like you were being like in a new place. Yeah. Like, the traffic, the getting around, you know, and so it's just like having that grace with yourself too, that it's going to feel a little like, woof. Yeah. What's your landing, you know, that's, 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 I think that that's a big challenge. It is. And it, it feels like in our culture, the older one gets the more stable and planted and, um, predictable one's life should be, or at least that's the way Mm -hmm. it worked for many people. And I feel like we're going in the exact opposite direction. (laughs) And I I think the quote that I shared a couple of weeks ago when I did my solo show about lessons from the road is um, I had heard Martha Beck share this quote. I think it's from, it's from a Zen master. I don't, I can't remember a name. Anyway, it's, it's someone from an Eastern tradition that has a lot more peace and serenity and detachment than I do about things <laughs> here in the West. Um, but it's basically like, um, you know, the, the, it's based on the concept that the only thing really, when it comes down to it, no matter how much we try to control life, is the only thing that we can reliably depend on is change. And so in that vein, um, to kind of get into the, the right frame of mind, pull the rug out from under your feet. And then after you've done that, pull the floor out from underneath the rug. And then after Mm. you've done that, pull the ground out from underneath uh, the floor. And now you're getting close to where you need to be. And that really is what I feel like right now. It's what we've been feeling like for a while. Because remember, we were Mm -hmm. in Petaluma for two years. And Mm -hmm. we're not done with Petaluma. We weren't done with Seattle when we were in Petaluma. I have no, you know, you're doing this whole like Florida some and then Washington some. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. And then there's Divinity School, which... This is the sweet irony of it. I will say this. Like, this is, I'm just putting this out there because 
I, I, I have no idea how this is going to go down. I, I just am looking up at the universe going, okay, what are you going to, how, how are we going to resolve this one? Because I thought, okay, Seattle University had a school of, of theology and ministry. I say had because they haven't, from what I can tell and the emails that I've sent and unreturned things, um, they, they stopped admitting students around the time of the pandemic, and I don't think that they have resumed the program. I cannot, mm. I, and I thought Seattle University was like, okay, maybe that, that's an option. Maybe that's how this will work out. Nope. It does not <clears> appear <throat> to be an option. There is nothing in a, in a, it, there's nothing in the Pacific Northwest that fits the bill of what I need and am looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is on the East Coast still. I've, I've even put in yeah. some, I've got like a handful of schools now. And I mean, I don't mind sharing them. It's not like I'm trying to keep them a secret, but they're all, they're all on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. It's so like, what are we going to do? But I'm just, you know, painstakingly putting together my statements and my writing samples. And I also yeah. will say this. Um, this is a funny thing that I'm, um, that again, I can't wait to see what the outcome is and a lesson in, we just don't know. The dots may connect looking backward. But remember last year, I had no desire to apply anywhere but Harvard. Like I was fired up about it and 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 I had such a deep connection with all of the info sessions they did and I was so excited. And I have no regrets about only applying there and not getting in. Mm-hmm. I remember visiting certain other schools' websites like Union Theological Seminary, which is in Colum- at Columbia in New York, or um, uh, Princeton uh, Theological Seminary, things like that. And I would just get on the website and I, it was just that, just like you were talking about how your intuition comes to you, I, there was, um, it felt inert when I would go to those websites. It, w- it just wasn't alive. It wasn't lighting up for me. And I also in my body felt a clench in my heart mm-hmm. area, which is my, I believe my soul's way of speaking through my body. It was just like a big no. This year, I have to say, I am most excited at the current moment about Union Theological Seminary. I'm not afraid to say that. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. I got out my materials from last year that I submitted, and I was so proud of everything I submitted last year, all 40 freaking pages of that application that I put so much work into. And I read it, and I went, oh, I'm cringing at this. I'm going, oh, I should have said that differently. I'm like, I'm so glad that was my trial run. And now I can step back. It's like when I wrote my book, and I it felt like exactly what needed to be said at the time. And now I read portions of my book and go, oh, like I cringe. Mm. And I know I've read that even the like the greats in writing talk often about cringing at former work. But the thing is, there is this, um, and this I think this goes if anybody out there is writing. I think this potentially. I don't know if this applies to everything, but it definitely applies to self-help and some other kinds of writing. But Martha Beck, who is one of the writers I respect the most, I love I love her writing style. But she, when I was in Master Coach training and we had to write an article, and she was the one who edited it, and it was the most nerve-wracking um, <laughs> few weeks in life co- or Master Coach training that I have ever endured. Because Martha, if you know her, if you watch her on her gathering pod or the gathering if you listen to her podcast all of that she is the most like oh i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and i'm so sorry and this and that mm-hmm. when she critiques your writing it's a whole different martha she yeah. is brutal <laughs> and i remember so much of what she taught me but one of the 
foundational principles, like before you even put pen to paper, is you show up to give attention, not get attention. Mm-hmm. Show up to give attention, not get attention. And I look I at like my application, that. yeah, and I showed up to get attention. Like I wanted to mm-hmm. tell them about me. Such mm-hmm. only child. I'm, I fully admit, mm-hmm. I'm only child through and through. But it's also like the way, I mean, if you're, even if you do a search of what you should be talking about, it's like highlight yourself, sell yourself, right? Like have the attention on you. There's a Mm -hmm. way to do that though, I think with more grace than what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I am feeling humbled and not only by not getting in, but also just by reading this and going, I need to bring a different energy to what I, how I present myself. And I think this has given me an opportunity. And so now I'm going to, of course, reapply to Harvard, but I've also got um, four other schools that are set for me to go forward with that I feel really, really good about and excited about all of them. So that's where I am with that. So I'm, who knows? Like, I'm just completely in a, um, I, the word liminal or term liminal space has been coming up a yes. lot lately, mm-hmm. but not just in my life, but folks around me. So same is, yeah. liminal space. The word liminal was like theme of my group coaching really? the other day. Yes. Yeah. Everybody. It's like, that is a big theme right now. The liminal space yeah. and how you take care of yourself through it. Okay. Okay. Well then let's say, then let me, I'm going to pass the baton to you now because that's mm-hmm. those are my update. So um, yeah, then I like that this is a theme because it may help folks out there who feel like they are in a liminal space. And I always like to think of liminal spaces as the place between no longer and not yet. I don't know who originally mm-hmm. said that, but um, a liminal space just basically means you're in the middle of like between things. So, yeah, um, oh, I like okay. that. The space between no longer and not yet. Yeah, that's beautiful. But I feel like I, I could also say on a broader issue, I feel like I have been in periods of the last like perhaps even the majority of the last 10 years been in a liminal space of sorts. Like I'm still, Mm -hmm. there's so many dots that still haven't connected for me. So anyway, I'm saying that Mm -hmm. for this moment in my life, like these next few months, and I'm also saying it on the larger scheme, um, uh, perhaps not um, maybe normalizing that for other people who are out there. So yeah, tell me more about what came up for your group and how that was handled. Yeah, yeah. Well, it reminds me too, we had, it was, I can't remember if it was a couple of first Fridays ago, but we talked about that kind of sticky middle, you know, that like that sticky middle space, right? And and I remember oh, this. Okay, yeah. Isn't that amazing? You can remember by location. I remember, yeah, during my travels, I was like, yes, it was that was the time I was in the parking lot talking to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, I think I think for a lot of people right now, especially as you know, the the weather is transitioning, we're going into darker days. It feels like there's a lot of um endings of things kind of wrapping up, like old relationships or jobs or things are kind of coming to an end Mm -hmm. and the, you know, and need to be sort of, um, that kind of honored, but right before a new thing begins, which is like this, this is, this month is perfectly positioned for that. Right. It's like, we've got, we're right in that tail end of the year before all of the new beginnings. And some people get really excited about the start of a new year. And this is that kind of like holding space of like the wrapping up before we're beginning something new. And I just think that we can feel that in our bodies in some way, this like, and it can feel a little bit of like a lost feeling and a little bit of like a now what feeling. And I think the tendency is to busy ourselves in that space or to distract ourselves Mm -hmm. rather than like, 
okay, can I just sit with these emotions? Can I sit with feeling a little bit lost for this moment? Can I provide myself some comfort or reassurances of like, this, this will, you know, this will reveal, this will make sense, right? Or is there anything that needs to be honored? Like I even think when we get to the end of a year, people are so quick to be like, you know, forget this year, I'm ready to start over, you know, this year can shove it. And it's just (laughs) like, well, I just think like, could we be, you know, even for my, my group. So I lead something called the the Brink Academy. Mm -hmm. And so right now, you know, what I'm having them do, because I want them to slow down and reflect and think back through, you know, even every month of this last year, what was like your highlight reel? What were the things that you can celebrate of yourself? Or who are the new people that came into your life? And like, kind of just taking some time in reflection month by month, because I think that we're just so quick. And it's every year people act like it's some new thing, like, oh, you know, forget this year, I'm ready for a new start. Well, you yeah. do that every year. I know. And you know what? You could do that every year for 10 years and then you have no idea where the last year just went. So I think like really taking some time to honor the space, honor what it's brought you, honor what it's taught you, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think is a beautiful way to, to even welcome that liminal space of like, I don't know what's to come. Right. And my human brain has some idea of what I would love to see happen, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but I don't actually know. And so what can I be grateful for reflective on in the now? Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. And you just gave me a, well, I don't want to say a good segue, but let's, let's return to this because the whole book that I'm reading has to do with gratitude, but it is not any kind of gratitude you have ever thought about. I would imagine. Yeah. Cause I'm, yes. Gratitude lists have, I recognize the benefit, but they become so mainstream and cliche. And I think the purpose for them has become so diluted and lost in how mainstream uh-huh. they become. Anyway, sorry uh-huh. not to get on a soapbox about that, but this book is about mm-hmm. gratitude because someone out there might think, well, I don't like being in a little space and I don't have a lot to be grateful for right now. Mm-hmm. What we're going to talk about with this book is for you. So anyway, okay. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Time. To... No. Yeah, I are you hear ready? What's to going say on this? with oh, you? Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, people are gonna be like, "Tell me what the book is." We do. Um. Yes. Um. Let's see. Okay. So I had. I was just about to go to Mexico, or I had gone to Mexico. We pre-recorded first Friday so that you could be in Mexico so on the I actual go to Friday. Mexico. You were not there yet. Yes. Okay. So you know my my task and, or my desire in having Florida as a home base was like, I want a low enough cost of living to where I can continue to travel and, and get to go visit friends and people. So, so it's been just that, like I, you know, and I've done some really quick trips. It's been a little bit dizzying actually. Um, so I went to, um, Mexico and then got back and then I just got back from Virginia last week, um, where my, some of my close friends live. And I, I go up there pretty frequently, especially now that I can drive up. Um, and it's also been just a, yeah, it's been an interesting time too. You know, um, I spoke over the, uh, you know, a couple of first Fridays ago, there's been just interesting happenings in my dating and love life and just have been exploring that. And, you know, over the summer had some 
rockiness and learning and dated, you know, someone, uh, this, a beautiful human that then, you know, we decided like, that's not, that's not going to be workable for a long distance. And, and this other human has come into my life and um, I'm feeling very, um, falling in love is very distracting. Yes. I Um, wondered because you and I are normally in like some semblance of touch, you know, for the, it's regular for us, but you know, there's, there's definitely weeks that go by and I'm, I, you've been kind of out of pocket. And I thought, I wonder, I wonder what she's up to. (laughs) No, I figured it might have something to do with love. (laughs) Yes. I, I have an official new exclusive love person. That I had no idea. It was like, Uh yes. And, you know, I tend to keep those kinds of things pretty, a lot, pretty private in my life, but I do like to I do like to be able to share, you know, some of those processes about, you know, um, I think, I think that dating is really challenging. It's really vulnerable. I think that the falling in love space is, you know, it's exciting, but it's also terrifying. It also can embody some of that, you know, a little bit of that liminal space of like, okay, that this has happened. I don't see I, I, I'm hoping it goes a direction. I don't know, you know, and so it's just, there's a lot of unknowns. I think when, um, you know, at this point in my life now in my forties, it's like, I'm eyes wide open in, in the areas of love, you know, it's, it's not anymore. I mean, it's exciting and wonderful, but it doesn't feel like, Ooh, that wild sugar rush of this is perfect. I'm so in love. It feels like a very like, okay. I'm grounded. I'm seeing clearly. I know where I have, you know, where I have gone. I don't want to say, I don't want to say wrong in the past, but I've learned a lot. I can sense like when old patterns are coming up and I want to prevent that. So it's just like, I'm going into new love with just such a different perspective uh, than I have ever had before, which is unique. And that was exactly what I was about to ask you, or maybe you can speak to it a little more. How are you a different person than you were when you entered your last long-term relationship? Not, I have no idea where this will be, yeah. but I'm just saying that was a long relationship that you were in yes. last time. Yes. How are you a different yeah. person? And, uh, and um, like, wh- how do you feel like you're approaching it in a better way now than, not better, but uh, yeah. a healthier way. How about that? Yeah, I think and it's, you know, it it feels so different because I've done so much personal work and growth on really taking ownership for my own feelings. And really, I mean, and I think that, you know, um, we don't even realize it sometimes how much we're putting it on the other of you know, people use the term, you make me feel this, or, you know, I, I feel this way because you're doing this and me being able to take ownership in my own life for how I feel and the things I'm wanting and the ways that I'm impacted. Um, now at this point, being able to ask for directly what I need in all aspects of the relationship, you know, um, coming in now as, not, um, you know, I'm still in recovery from people pleasing. I always will be, I think, but, um, but not showing 
I think it takes a certain level of um, bravery to be like, look, I'm going to show up as my full self and not try to just please you. (laughs) My hope is you will like me as I am because that's the sustainable version, not the like pleasing I'm dating. Look how great I can be version. (laughs) I can be whatever you want, you know, look at this, like, nope, that is not the version that this person is getting, you know? And so I, and I feel so grateful, you know, I actually, I just got off the phone with my former partner, um, which is the first time we've talked in about eight months and something that I feel immensely grateful for is that relationship felt like, and I think I've said this to you before, felt like love school for me. You know, it felt like that is where I, I really wrestled it out in terms of how, how do I show up and, you know, be caring when my resources are low, how can I stay in relationship and not run even when there's conflict, you know, how can I just be a better partner and, and, in that relationship, I worked out so much of that so that I can be a much more solid, grounded, loving partner now. And, and, and I feel like that's a neat, um, gift that I'm able to offer someone at this point that I feel really proud of. So I feel really proud of the work that I have done. And I, I feel like it's, you know, it's like, sure. I'm, charismatic and I'm fun and I'm funny. That's great. But I'm also a kind of a handful. I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I have a lot of feelings. I'm, I'm the handful in my relationship. So from one <laughs> handful to another, I hear you. I relate yes. and I will fully admit, yes, I, uh, I, I, I know that I am that in my relationship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see you and I'm like you're a perfectly wonderful handful (laughs) yeah but I just do feel like I mean I am you know a very as Tosha Silver would say I'm a very platonic person I feel a lot I operate with a certain level of intensity and you know in in your closest romantic partnership that's not for everyone right and that gets to be okay right and I think I think because I'm I'm fun and all this people interact with me and are like, Oh, I would, I would love to be with you or Mm -hmm. love to love you. And it's like, Oh, I don't know. You know, (laughs) you might want to think about that. Um, but you know, this, you know, this person I'm with is like down for it. And Mm -hmm. it's really neat to have met someone also that shares, um, also a level of intensity. It's Mm -hmm. a different type of intensity than me. It's, it's, um, but it's, it works. Yeah. It, it works. It's, it's, it's a neat pairing. And so it's also getting like, it's also a relationship where I'm able to explore some different parts of, of myself that are showing up, you know, um, which is really exciting for me. So I'm learning a lot and I am, you know, I'm traveling and I'm, I'm tired. Oscar. Tired. I haven't even asked about Uh, him. Oscar's so good. He is so quirky. He is a very little, strange little guy. He's like very kind and so sweet, but he just is like, he's just awkward. 
I don't know how else to describe it. People are like, he's a puppy. And I'm like, yeah, I think he's kind of weird. <laughs> but I like that. That's way better than boring. I know. I like it. I like it. And, you know, he and I have some things in common and he's like, he's like as he's um, growing into himself, cause he's, um, 11 months now he's mm-hmm. been on the planet. And so, um, he is becoming more like a, a friend, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I was cheerful today after, um, when I was on the, on the phone with my ex and, you know, just having some, you know, feels and gratitude yeah. and tear. And he came up and put his little hand on my leg and started kissing my tears. And I was like, Oh, it's a good friend. You're being a good friend right now. I bet Clover you know? was in the ethereal realms going, go over to her. I believe <laughs> it 100%. And I just sometimes feel like I'll ask him every once in a while, like, do you see Clover? You know, or yeah. you do this just like your sister did, yes. you know, because he even, and I think it's sort of odd that he knows some commands that, that she knew mm-hmm. and I haven't taught him. Mm-hmm. And I every once in a while I'm I'll look at him and and I'll think like Clover you know I'm like yeah is that you (laughs) you know or uh, but I think it's I think she's communicating with him you know and I think she tells him because there's some parts some things that he does and I'm like there's no way you could have known that like for example let me give an example because I just think this is so impressive (laughs) I was with Clover for 13 years right and um you know and so potty trained her, all this stuff. We use it, go potty, right? That was her command. Mm -hmm. And, um, when she wouldn't go, I would just ask her to please go courtesy potty, like a courtesy for me. Yes. Cause it will just make me feel better. Yes. And for some reason, even when she would be all distracted, I would say, please courtesy potty. And -hmm. she would just go on cue. If I say courtesy potty, she will just try, you know, and we just had that down for years and years. And so anyway, he's brand new. He's 11 months, you know, and he hardly, he was like just getting a grip on, you know, potty training like six months in or whatever. It's very hard. P.S. Sidebar. <laughs> hard to potty train an animal when you're working on Zoom and you are meeting with clients, you're in a moment. And he is him. actively peeing in the Zoom. I cannot stop the session <laughs> to redirect him. So he's learning that's perfectly fine. And my client is like, I think your dog is going to the bathroom oh behind God. you. Yeah. So anyway, so he's learning how to go potty. And I say to him, cause he wasn't going, wasn't going. And I was like, could you try courtesy potty please? Instant. Oh man. And now I ask him courtesy potty whenever I'm like, please just like, it's bed, you know, it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. Could you please? And he does it. And I'm just, am like, I swear Clover has talked to you. Oh yeah. I, why would you know that? I did not train him in that. Yeah. He just knows it. Yeah. And so it's just little things like that where I'm like, you're neat and you're weird. Yeah. And I like you. Yes. You know, and there's, it's just a little path. Scruffy hair. Yes. 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 Oh, I love yeah. hearing that. And I, we fully believe yeah. uh, uh, Puppy D, who was our dog of many years, who passed in mm-hmm. 2017, uh, he is around a lot. And I think he is helping Movi, even though mm-hmm. he is a handful also. And um, <laughs> more, I think that more than the two of us combined, perhaps, no, I shouldn't say that. That couldn't be true. But she is uh, quite the handful. But I think Puppy is trying hard behind the scenes to help her acclimate into. Uh, yes. I really do think they do that. And it's just, it's amazing to Mm -hmm. see, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just, I still miss Clover 
every single day, but I, you know, I know that she's around yeah. and she, you know, she always will be in that, that special connection. It's just like, it's so incredible. Yeah. You know, our hearts are big enough to hold the missing and the grief for Clover and the new love you have for Oscar as well. Yes. And I really love that about love anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I hear people say things like, oh, I'm, you know, I'll never get a dog again because I don't want to lose it. Or I'll never have a relationship again because that was too painful. And I just think that that is definitely one way to view it. And I think like it also helps us just become that much more expansive and our hearts can be so big, right? They're just like stretchy rubber bands and you can decide to, you know, fill those little cracks and heartbreaks with all kinds of gold if you want and allow it to just expand and expand and expand, you know? That's what we're here mm-hmm. for, I think, for yeah. many reasons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Does that feel like a good update? Do you want to talk yep. about the book? Sure. We can talk about the book. Okay. I mean, I, I want all the updates you've got to give. So, cause I'm, yeah, I think that those too. are, yeah, those are my main updates. I, yeah. And I started working also with, um, a new business coach because I wanted, um, oh, I will say like something that I've been really intentional about is, um, just making sure that I'm spending time with, um, chosen family, um, you know, around this time of year, I think for, you know, many people listening, it, it might be that you don't have the ideal biological family around Who does? this time of year. I really don't know anyone. I only know a couple of people where I'm like, a little envious. There are a few, of, but it's yeah. far, few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. And I just noticed, you know, I was noticing that I was needing just a little bit of like, um, a little bit of mothering, just a uh, little bit of nurturing. I yep. wanted, I needed somebody to, um, to just say every once in a while, you're doing a really good job, or yeah. I'm really proud of you, or I'm yeah. really, you know, and so, um, I just like hired some people. <laughs> So I've been just spending time with some chosen, you know, my chosen family and close friends, especially ones where that are in driving distance to me and, um, and, uh, you know, of course my new love relationship and then, you know, hired, um, a new coach and I'm, I'm kind of like, look, I, I don't need her to have all of the answers about, everything and how to grow my business. I'm interested in growing my business, but what I'm really interested in right now is just having somebody remind me that I'm, I'm doing well, you know? Um, so it's been really great. Um, I'm just curious to hear, uh, any wisdom or advice that you have. Um, there are a lot of people that I'm aware of who keep trying to kind of come back to a dry well with regard to Mm. biological family. Let's just use mother. You're talking about mothering. Um, yeah. How, well, what would you tell folks who have, are still going back to the dry well? Like what, because mm-hmm. I think when you were talking about, you did mention that in your text when we were going back and forth yesterday. And I was mm-hmm. reminded of this. Um, it is um, by Clarissa uh, Pinkola Estes, although I think mm-hmm. I always say her, I've heard it pronounced so many different ways. So my mm-hmm. apologies if I mm-hmm. said it wrong, but it's called Warming the Stone Child. And it is, um, it's a, it's basically healing for the unmothered child. And there's, um, it's a lot of stories and uh, archetypal stories and everything. So, I mean, apparently this is very, not apparently, it is a very common thing. Um, so I know there are certain things like that, that work that I just mentioned. Um, yeah. 
that one could go to, but how how does one find mothering if you're not getting it where you think it should come from? Yeah. Well, I heard, I'm sure that you've heard this before. Um, somebody was saying, you know, you keep, when, when I was trying to get that from biological family, you know, somebody said, you keep going to the hardware store for milk, you know? <laughs> okay. I like <laughs> that better like, than a dry well. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Like hoping like, it's just like, like it's, and I can envision, you know, if you imagine going to Lowe's or Home Depot mm-hmm. being like, where's the milk, but doing that again and again and again and again. And then it's like, there can be other formats where you can go to a store and there's a whole milk section, but you just keep going to the hardware store. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, what's been really important is seeing so many times like, okay, like that, that particular, that family or that family member, it's like, that's, that's, it's not about me or not being lovable it's you know that's about their capacity and 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 that's not going to change anytime soon and so even in the interim what can I do differently and where do I feel loved where do I feel that sense of connection and belongingness and you know for me it's like I have you know you and Chase are part of my chosen family and then I have several other very close friends scattered throughout the country which make I I feel a little sad about that sometimes I what I would prefer everyone is in my town on my particular block um <laughs> But I, if that's not the case, right, right. Um, but I think, I think really, I'm really intentional about that and, and really prioritize even my spending around travel to be able to see these people and, yeah. you know, making sure that I am, I am texting or calling them, you know, even though I've failed at our happy hours, but like making sure I'm just intentional about that yeah. kind of connection, yeah. I think. And also, um, you know, allowing myself to create my own joy for, you know, holiday season. And like, what do I really love? I really love lights. And really, you know, I think that it's really feels wonderful to buy special people gifts. And so can I bring some of that connectedness in, you know, or, um, you know, even swapping, I have a friend, a dear friend who is a psychologist also, and just she and I are going to swap sessions just for a couple of sessions, just to offer each other some nurturing and comfort right now. Um, you know, and hired, uh, a new, um, nurse practitioner person who's caring and her sole job is to check in on how's your depression? How anxious are you? Okay. That's, you know, just, just to offer me that care and, you know, and then getting care team people like a massage person, just, there can be lots of different ways that we feel nurturing. So I would say just like tuning in and it's like, what is it that I need right now? Do I need to hear those words? Do I need to hear somebody tell me I'm important? Tell me that I matter. Do I need hugs? Do I need to just feel like I'm part of something? Everybody's different in terms of what they're hungry for. And so I think that I would just get in tune with that for yourself and then maybe make a list, like an ideas board list Mm -hmm. to just be like, okay, here's all of the ways that I can think of to get touch. Uh Or here's all of the ways I can think of to hear I'm doing a good job. Yep. You know, just those kinds of things. That's that's what I would probably recommend right oh, now. I like that. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. 
Well, uh, tell us the book. Yeah, the book. Because so I know we're just about out of time. Yeah. So we'll do. We'll probably return to this because I'm only halfway through it anyway. So we'll. Okay. Um, but um, okay. So this the 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 book is "Make Miracles in Forty Days: Turning What You Have into What You Want." It's by Melody Beattie, who most people are probably uh, familiar with from her. I think the the one book that she's known the most for is "Codependent No More." She's big in. Yeah, recovery that's what circles. I thought when yeah, yeah when I heard that book talked about the other day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the story goes, um, she was um, a couple years into a marriage, very unhappy with not only the marriage, um, had a small child, um, very unhappy with the um, her her then husband was um, their finances were a mess because of some things he was doing, et cetera. Things were not good. And they, he wanted to buy a house. The only one that they could qualify for was like the worst house on the block that no one even wanted to live in anymore as renters because it was so run down. And she would sit in the middle of the living room with a small child, after, or actually the small child went to bed, pregnant with her second due in just a few months, and just be miserable about this house, how much she hated mm-hmm. it, how much she hated the orange shag carpet. And she said that she was so deliberate in her misery and she was so unhappy. She thought, what if I was this deliberate about gratitude, but not some silly gratitude list of of all of her blessings. Gratitude for just exactly what was going on. I am grateful that this horrendous shag carpet is all I have to sit on right now. I am grateful that I am so angry at my husband for putting us in this situation. I am so, whatever it was, things that she was not happy about. And what that ended up doing over time was it, it took her resistance way down which allowed, you know, as she calls it, you know, the higher power of her understanding to come through and and also for her own power to surface. And she started experiencing major miracles. The first really was was the house coming together. You know, fancy wallpaper appeared from somewhere for a dollar. Um, her mother helped her learn how to install it. Someone else came in and helped her rip up the carpet to reveal these beautiful wood floors. And it became after all the money she's made of all the books she's done, this is her favorite house that she's ever created. It's the most beautiful she said she's ever lived in. All because she started, as she says, um, practicing being grateful for everything she didn't like about herself and her life. All the people, the places, the things that happened then and before. Um, and she just let it all out. And this went on. She did this for 40 days. It took about 10 minutes a day. Every morning she'd write this list. And it just, the miracle started pouring in. So my suggestion i'll we'll probably talk more about it after i've gone through this myself um yeah i'm gonna read that one too it's Mm -hmm. it's um it's pretty amazing um but uh i would invite everybody out out there see what happens if you start being grateful for everything the good the bad and the ugly um Mm -hmm. so here we are at the end of our hour it has been first Mm -hmm. friday on sunny in seattle so i'm one of your hosts sunny joy mcmillan joined by dr alessandra duke Thanks, Benny, on the board, and we'll see everyone next week. Bye.